0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. On this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews Jalen Caraballo, a senior double majoring in journalism and political science. The two discuss Jalen's experience with DC Witness, what it's like working in a courtroom, and why we need more diversity in the media industry. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of On Common Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Roush, and joining us today is Jaylen Caraballo. Jaylen, thank you for joining us.
2: Of course. Thank you for having me.
1: So, Jaylen, tell us the story, first of all, about how you got to Quinnipiac. What what attracted you to the university?
2: Well, I didn't even know Quinnipiac existed, to be fully honest, until my um, high school counselor had brought up the name. And I remember looking at pictures and like Googling Quinnipiac and seeing how beautiful the quad was. And I looked into the journalism program and I really fell in love with it. And I didn't actually visit QU until accepted students day. And that's when I knew that I
1: was coming. And, and what was it about Accepted Students Day and what you saw that, that made you make up your mind?
2: Um, a lot of it is how beautiful the school grounds are and um, the amazing people I got to meet in the school of comm. Um, there were a lot of professors that I saw on my first day that just seemed very welcoming and it just felt like the right environment for me.
1: So why journalism?
2: Well journalism kind of fell into my lap and I always knew that I wanted to do something with journalism because I, um, I'm i an avid reader, and I love writing, and I just felt like it worked well, especially since I love politics.
1: But you're also double majoring in political science.
2: I am, yes, <laughs> which came after because I was originally a journalism major, and then I decided to add the minor of political science, and then over time, it progressed, and I realized that I wanted to become a double major.
1: Excellent. So what I'm really interested in talking to you about is kind of your career path and Kind of some recent things that you've been doing. So let's start with this past semester. This past semester, you were in Washington, D.C., working for D.C. Witness. Tell our listeners what that is about and, and what you were doing.
2: Um, so, D.C. Witness is this really cool small nonprofit, and um, they cover all the homicides in DC from what they say act to resolution. So as soon as the homicide occurs to when the defendant is put into jail or whatever happens with his trial or her trial, I had a lot of fun there. I was able to really hone in on my journalism skills, um, especially my writing and being able to take comprehensive notes. And especially as someone who is interested in politics, it was great to be able to be in the courtroom every day and understand that kind of relationship between the um, the judge and the lawyers and all the people who would sit in on the stands and it was nice to be able to be in that environment and understand what goes on there
1: had you ever been in a courtroom before
2: I had never been in a courtroom
1: before what, what was that like going in there the first time and, and seeing all these interactions and seeing people on trial
2: It was pretty jarring at first, to be honest. Um, I was afraid whether I should have my phone out. I was afraid about what the etiquette was or what I should be doing at all times. Um, But after a while, you get used to it, of course. Um, I learned that no, you shouldn't have your phone out because the bailiffs will get mad at you. Um, I also learned that you shouldn't be whispering because the bailiffs will also get mad at you. And there's also like a right and a wrong way to come in and sit down. Like you have to make sure you're quiet. You have to make sure you're sitting in a place that's respectful of all the people around you it's an interesting like dynamic being in a courtroom, but it's nice to be able to understand that relationship and to get better at it over time.
1: And what was the most interesting or most unusual case that you sat in on?
2: Um, There was this one case, which is my first full trial that I sat in on and it was of a man who had allegedly, well, I mean, he's convicted now, a man who had killed, um, another man and the way that they killed him was very execution style and just very barbaric in a way. And um, I remember sitting in on the courtroom when they showed pictures of the autopsy of the body and they showed um, like just like actual images of the body in the grass and how everything had happened, like the scene and how it played out. And as someone who had never sat in on the trial, it was very, you know, um, overwhelming but one particular thing that i found extremely overwhelming was the fact that the family of the decedent was in the room and so seeing the faces of the family members and how they cry and how they're so of course saddened by what they're seeing that was that was a very powerful moment for me
1: and then just so i understand what's going on then you had to write a story about this for dc witness correct
2: Yes. So every day I would go to the trial and I would take notes on what happened that day of trial and I would find the most interesting part and I would make that a story for my for the day.
1: And who are the readers of, of these stories?
2: D.C. Witnesses' targeted audience is um, people who live in D.C., D.C. Okay. residents. So it's okay. meant to inform D.C. residents.
1: Who, who want to know what's happening in the in the court system. Yes. So you recently informed me that you were interested in going to law school after you graduate. Was your experience doing this uh, did that influence your decision to go to law school?
2: It did, honestly. Um, I think being uh, an intern at DC Witness made me feel like I have a little bit of a leg up, and makes me feel like um, having had that internship will help me get into D- uh, will help me get into law school though I did already want to go to law school before I went to DC. I've always been interested in the idea of law school, but I had never really had the drive or I never really thought that I could be someone who could finish law school and can go through with law school. But I had a long conversation with my parents and I told them exactly why I'm interested and all of my ideas with the prison industrial system and why it's something that really calls to me. And after having gone to D.C., it made me realize that it is something that I can do and that I am strong enough to do that and I'm intelligent enough to do that and that I am
1: worthy to do that. So it sounds like there's a specific type of law that you want to, to focus in. Can can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yes. So the type of law that I want to go into is called Human Rights Civil Rights. And as I found out while searching through a whole bunch of law schools that I want to go to and that I would love to attend, while in law school, you can concentrate in a specific subject. So I would concentrate in human rights, civil rights. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what I would have to make my entire law practice about. That doesn't have to be my entire career. But um, that is what I'm most interested in. And I think having that as my concentration will give me more motivation to continue and finish law school because, of course, that isn't an easy task. But I would to love to one day in the very far future open some sort of nonprofit that does deal with helping um, underprivileged and low income people of color with their legal troubles.
1: That sounds awesome. And we definitely need people fighting for, for those people right now, definitely, given what's going on in society today. For sure. How do you, how do you feel like your, your journalism training that you've gotten at Quinnipiac is going to help you be a lawyer?
2: I think my journalism training at Quinnipiac has helped me see things in a different way. Like usually I feel like students or just people who are media viewers or media consumers, they see media at face value. And I think having been a journalism major at Quinnipiac, I'm able to see the media for what it's worth and also understand the people that are at play in terms of that media. So when I'm watching like the news, I see the anchor and I understand what that anchor had to do all day to get to the spot that he or she is in right now. And I also see that the words that he or she are reading, I understand the person who has had to write that and what they've had to do all day in order to get to that position. So I think it just makes me a smarter media consumer and it makes me better equipped to handle deciphering the media, if that makes sense.
1: I'm assuming you've been watching the news recently With everything that's been going on in the country. Give me your opinion about how you think the media is doing and covering all the human rights violations we've been seeing.
2: I think the media is doing a terrible job at it, to be 100% honest. As someone who loves social media, I can go on Twitter and see the full clip of um, police officers in their vans and their SUVs running over. Um, civilians and, and people who are protesting, but yet when you look at the news, there's a very short clip that they show and that clip is not the, ex- like the huge extent of what really happened or the it doesn't show the amount of people that they really ended up running over. Especially one thing that I've noticed and that my dad has even pointed out to me, NBC is the news media that my father and I love to watch. And I've noticed that NBC does a really poor job of showing police officers and people that are hugging and embracing and they don't show the terrible incidents that are actually happening. They more or less show the happy moments and I don't think that's what Americans really need to be seeing at this point. I think Americans need to know what's really happening and see all the deaths and everything that's going on for it to really click in that Black lives do matter.
1: What would you recommend or what would you suggest to media today about how they should change their coverage other than being more accurate and showing a, a fairer portrayal of what's going on,
2: I think all of this really just has to do with the lack of people of color in terms of journalism and and people who who are on air. Like I rarely ever see a black anchor or a Latin anchor or an Afro Latina anchor, anchor. Like I never see that, and so I think having those voices is what's important because when having like those big meetings talking about what we should be putting on air, those voices can help shed light on what really needs to be put on air, especially in these times. That's like a big issue. There's just not enough black journalists, Latin journalists, Asian journalists just aren't enough of us.
1: I, I can't agree with you more. We have a diversity problem in the media industry. And I think it's, it hurts the coverage because the people who are reporting on it have never experienced what's actually happening to people out there on the streets.
2: I completely agree.
1: So I can't convince you to, to be a journalist? You still want to go to law school?
2: Um, well, I think I will um, work as a journalist for a little while because of course, um, after QU, I'm planning on moving to Boston and I'll have some sort of, I'll have a job while I'm also going to law school. So um, I think my job is kind of going towards journalism while I'm waiting on my
1: law degree. So you and I worked this past year on creating a student NABJ chapter here at the school. Why do you think that's needed?
2: I think NABJ is needed because it needs to show and it needs to prove to Black students and to students of color, especially within the communications program, that their voices are heard and that their voices are necessary and that they are worthy enough to be in these fields and that they are needed. And um, I think the fact that Quinnipiac hasn't had an NABJ for so long just proves that there aren't enough people of color within our communications fields or within our school in general.
1: So, Jalen, one of the things that I'm going to ask you to help me with this fall is I'm going to create a committee of students of color, in addition to what you're doing with NABJ, to look at the school, because we obviously need to do more for our students of color. You're you're exactly right, we don't do enough. So I appreciate your efforts.
2: Of course, thank you so much.
1: We are about out of time. Anything else you wanted to talk about or anything that I missed?
2: No, I can't really think of anything.
1: Well, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your commitment to human rights and to civil rights and everything that you've done to uh, promote students of color at Quinnipiac. It's sorely needed, like you said.
2: Of
0: course. Thank you. That was Chris Roush interviewing Jalen Caraballo, a senior double majoring in journalism and political science. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Jared Penna a third-year journalism major who serves as managing editor of the Quinnipiac Chronicle. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and we'll see you next time.